Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday the 1st of January 2017. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on this week's show, Laurent Koscielny talks to us about Olivier Giroud, his French compatriot's quite brilliant start to 2017. Remember a seven-goal triumph in this week's history lesson. Brilliant Adrian Clark is back for another dose of the chalkboard. We kick off by looking back at the weekend action with Max Jones. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, before we go around the club with Arsenal Media's Max Jones, as I mentioned, let's take a look back at Arsenal's 2-1 victory away against Preston North End in the FA Cup third round at Deepdale. And yet again, a case of Deja Ru. Ramsey gets the return. Arsenal, as it stands, heading for a replay. Ramsey clips it in, headed down by Giroud, Giroud's in here and he scores! And Arsenal have snatched victory, persistence from Lucas Perez and Giroud, it seems, has got the winner. Incredible from Olivier Giroud, remarkable the run of form he's had with these key, key goals at such important points in such key matches. Uh, Max joins me now and Max, uh, remarkable isn't it how Giroud keeps popping up, it all started on Boxing Day and it's, uh, it's continued big time. Yeah, I mean, as Arsene Wenger said, he, he just can't stop scoring at the moment, can he? And uh, I have to say, I'm, I'm so happy for Olivier Giroud. Um, and also to see him as captain as well. I think he's he's had quite a lot of unfair criticism throughout his time at Arsenal. But I honestly don't think there's another striker in the Premier League that can do what he does as effectively as he, as he does it. Um, and this recent form, hopefully, will get a lot more people on his side. And you can see the confidence that he's playing with at the moment. Um, that all comes from the fans and, and, and the supporters, people around the club, all rallying behind him. And I think it's making him a much better player. It's fantastic, isn't it? And as a whole, it was key Arsenal got that win, no replay needed, but it was a struggle, particularly in the first half where Preston were excellent. Yeah, yeah. I thought Chris Maxwell was superb in goal for Preston, even in the second half when Arsenal were you know, mounting a, a fight back. But I'd say for the first 20 minutes, Arsenal really, really struggled to get anywhere near um, anywhere near the ball I think Ramsey and Jacker in midfield is, is good in 
I mean, in practice, we saw there were so many open spaces um, behind Arsenal's midfield where maybe one of them needs to take up a more defensive role. Um, you've obviously got Ramsey, who's the box-to-box player there, and, and Xhaka, who's more of a deep-line playmaker. But I think one of them just needed to uh, just take ownership of the situation and, and just kind of play the Coquelin role, I guess. Do the hard graft and enforce, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly, which just shows you how, how important Francis is to this Arsenal team. Yeah, I completely agree with you. So that is one position that needs maybe a little bit of work. We'll talk to Adrian Clark about that in the chalkboard a bit later. Um, let's hear a little bit from the boss and discussing particularly Arsenal's response after half-time in that cup tie. Yes, we have come back many times this season uh, in the final minutes, but I have to congratulate Preston. They gave us a tough game, especially a very tough first half, where... The only positive in our first half was we were only one nil down, you know, and after in the second half was completely a different game. We were not at the races in the first half, beaten everywhere, and uh, we're not compact, we didn't win uh, the duels, and uh, we outplayed in the first half. And uh, But sometimes when you come out of a Christmas period and subconsciously you think, OK, it will be a bit easier, it's more difficult in the, in the VFA Cup. This team uh, responds always when uh, we are in trouble, they respond always. Of course, um, maybe physically uh, we struggled a little bit to get into the game, but overall uh, they want to do well. Arsene Wenger there, and as you've already alluded to briefly, Ramsey, what a massive contribution early in the second half. Couldn't have been a better strike at a better time, really. Yeah, it really was. It was, it was the perfect way to start the second half. As, as we just heard Arsene Wenger say there, um, yeah, we were caught cold a bit by by Preston's enthusiasm. Um, Adrian also said, I, "I don't remember if you you can recall. Uh, sorry, I, I don't know if you can recall from from last week on the chalkboard." Adrian said it was so important for Arsenal to match Preston's uh, hunger and desire to to get at them, and unfortunately, they they just didn't in the first the first half. It was it was a really poor performance, but what a way to come out after the break! They did just that. They took the game to. Uh, to Preston, I have to say Alex Awobi was superb in that build-up, and uh, Lucas Perez played a key part as well. Obviously, he will he will get a lot of credit for the work that he did in the in the second goal, but in the first one, his uh, his contribution was crucial. Beautiful back heel for that second goal, though, wasn't it? Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it just yet, but assist of the season, I, I think you're going to have to go some to uh, to do better than that. But it, it really was uh, a superb superb bit of skill from him, and I, I'm also really pleased to see that he's. Uh, continuing to, to link up with Olivier Giroud so well. Um, again, Adrian Clark, as as he always does, has, has pointed this out on, on the uh, on the breakdown, and uh, he's, he's saying that with those two playing, it seems like they understand each other's movements so well. And we saw a few times that Perez would always look for that near post cross whenever Olivier Giroud's running in. You've seen Giroud over the years. That's the type of cross that he wants. And Lucas Perez, despite the fact he's only been here, what, six months, he already understands that. Now, you go around the club with us every month, pretty much, on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. You do so much work around the age group football, the women's team. We'll come on to a bit of that in a moment. But a guy that obviously you've therefore done a lot of work seeing and covering is Ainsley Maitland-Niles, started that game. And he's someone getting a bit of a chance having come through the academy system. Yes, he is. He is. I'm pleased to see it as well. I think this is his uh, third start of the season, his fifth appearance overall. Um, and it was a bit of a, a, a difficult first half for him. As we've already mentioned, Preston were really up for it. The fans were on their side. I imagine they were getting on Arsenal's backs a bit as well. Um, 
And yeah, in the first half, he was a bit exposed. There weren't too many Arsenal players helping out with the defensive side of the game. A few slack passes, but once Arsenal got into their stride, Ainsley was fantastic. Um, he made the most tackles out of anyone on the pitch. Uh, five recoveries as well, five crosses, t- two key passes. And uh, the, the important thing for him and the important thing for Arsenal, having a, a central midfielder playing at right back, is that the pass completion rates from Ainsley were fantastic. I mean, 92% of his uh, passes found the intended target. Obviously, that, that helps massively when you're playing out from the back. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased for him. And, and hopefully he's done enough there to maybe force his way into a Premier League squad where he could be making an appearance off the bench or maybe even challenging Hector for a uh, for a starting role in that team. You know, we've seen recently Hector maybe has been struggling with the number of games that we've been playing. So maybe it's a bit nice that we can interchange between those two. Everyone needs to be pushed, don't they? That's the whole point of a good team and a good squad. And Arsenal, on the whole, are achieving that. I totally agree. Now, a guy that you've obviously kept a close eye on as he slowly worked his way back through the ranks again to first-team football after another lengthy injury setback is Danny Welbeck. And it was lovely to see him come on and very close to a goal at the end. Super strike. Yeah, it was. It's almost like every time Danny Welbeck comes back from injury, he's playing with all of the frustration that's that's kept him out over the, the last few months. So... I mean, he did it last season against Leicester, obviously making an instant impact. And then for the next few days, uh, for the next few games, sorry, he, uh, he he seemed to be making an impact every time he played. And this time was no different. Unfortunately, it, it did take a, a really good save from Chris Maxwell to keep him out. But, you know, it's, well, but it's one of those players who, I always say that he kind of merges the the best attributes of Alexis with the best attributes of Giroud. Obviously, Giroud's very strong, good with link-up play. Um, and can finish as well and you know combine that side of uh, Olivier Giroud's game with the movement from Alexis and you've got three strikers there um, along with Danny Welbeck who you know could really be pushing each other to become even better we've seen what Olivier Giroud is having to do to keep his place in the team now I mean look at how good uh, Alexis was in the last part of 2016 where he was playing up front because Olivier Giroud's playing so well now, Alexis is having to play on the wing. So it's, it's a really tough decision for Arsene Wenger to make now, especially with Danny Welbeck back. Hmm, interesting. Let's finish then with a couple of other words around the club. Uh, Under-23s, first of all, playing and winning of late and a bit of a player boost in there as well. Yeah, well, they played on uh, on Friday at the training ground, Friday afternoon against Derby. Um, and they won 2-1. It was, it was quite a tough game for them, but... Um, yeah, Eddie Nketiah managed to score the winner, as he always does. And uh, nice. the first goal came from a bit of an unlikely source in, in Savas Morgos. And if you can, I believe Arsenal's uh, Arsenal's Twitter account posted it the other day. But I mean, the, the assist for Savas Morgos' goal from Ishmael Benassa is just sensational. So please, please, please do have a look at that if you can. If you want to get excited about youth football, that is the bit of skill to watch. Um, the, the other exciting news, of course, is, as you mentioned, is that Reese Nelson signed a... Uh, professional contract here that's his first contract that he signed and now he's a very exciting attacking talent Um, he's only turned 17 recently but he's been playing under 23 football uh, for a good couple of seasons now and he trains regularly with the first team I know that the boss and the first team coaching staff are really really keen on him so he's hoping that there's going to be a big future here for him Brilliant. And just as we let you go, a word on two really big names who've had stellar careers with the Gunners both though leaving Arsenal ladies yeah, Emma Byrne and, uh, and Rachel Yankee. Unfortunately, uh, I 
I'm saying goodbye to uh, to Arsenal ladies. Um, you know, there, there, there's not too much about them that hasn't already been said, but you know, they can be proud with with the mark that they've left at the club, and, and most, most importantly at Arsenal ladies. They've they've been enormously important to the club's history and have been vital in in our dominance of women's football over the past two decades. And what's more, they've done it with all of the um, all, all of all of the club's values um, in, ingrained in their minds. And I, I know that both of them have been doing lots of community work over the, the last 17 or so years that they've been here. And they really, really do understand that they are, they are Arsenal through and through and, and we really do wish them the best for the future. Max, we echo those sentiments for sure and as ever. Thank you very much indeed for joining us as both our Arsenal insider and uh, going around with the club with us as well on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me, Ross. Well, as we just mentioned in our weekend review, Olivier Giroud's enjoyed a superb start to 2017 and his fellow countryman, Laurent Koscielny, couldn't be happier for his long-time pal. Laurent, I'd like to ask you about your friend Olivier Giroud and his scorpion kick. Does he get the credit he deserves for his technical ability? Oh, I think yeah, um, he, he had some uh, a little bit lucky on, on his goal, but he tried, so... This is uh, uh, an instinct uh, goal uh, because yeah, the goal was very quick because we start in uh, our box and uh, with uh, four or five passes we arrived uh, in their box and uh, yeah, the cross was behind. But um, you know, when uh, you are in confidence, and I think he is. Uh, uh, he, he tried, you know, every every time during the session to 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 have this confidence uh, with uh, scoring uh, a lot of goals during the training, and uh, I think he had, and uh, he tried this uh, this uh, skills, and I think it was uh, amazing because it touched the bar, the crossbar, and. Uh, it was uh, yeah behind him. Uh, he tried the scorpion uh, skills and um, yeah, uh, it was in, and uh, that's why it's uh, it's amazing. So yeah. Uh. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, it, was, uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, I'm happy for, for him because uh, I think he can, uh, he can, uh, he can be for... Um, for the best goals uh, of the year, but uh, for him it's good for his career you not know, to score some goals like this. He would uh, he will remember after his career. We saw you score uh, Rabona in the warm up yeah. one time. What's better, your Rabona or Olivier's Scorpion? Uh, I think me because um, me I train a lot at, uh, with uh, this skill and. Uh, you know, every day just before the warm-up, uh, one or two times, you know, to, to shoot with uh, the Rambler. But uh, Amy was more lucky, you know, he can try ten times, I'm not sure he scored uh, ten times. Uh, so, yeah, I think me, it's more, uh, it's more difficult because uh, I need time to, uh, to progress uh, with uh, my gesture or my, uh, my skills. Adams put through by Bold. Would you believe it? Or oh, Charlie George, who can hit him? Oh, the goal! It's up for grabs now. Thomas, right at the end. On January the 14th, 2006, Arsenal demolished Middlesbrough 7-0 at Highbury. Thierry Henry bagged a hat trick, which equaled Cliff Bastin's record of 150 league goals for the club. This is lovely play, and now Lundberg again. Reyes at the near post. Henri at the far! Sensational goal from Thierry Henry! His first strike of 2006. They may not be at the top of the table, but Arsenal do know how to play the beautiful game. Cut out by Pires and Reyes. Look at this run now from Henri. Jones is committed. Oh, it was the easiest job in the world for Thierry Henri to slide it past the onrushing goalkeeper. And now Henri is just one goal short of equaling Cliff Bastin's Arsenal club record of 150 league goals. There's plenty of time left for a hat-trick today. Borough conceded five here at Highbury last season. They've conceded five today. Are they about to concede a sixth? It's Henri, and it is six! And it's a record-equaling goal from Thierry Henry. Cliff Bastin's all-time club record for league goals is equaled. That's number 150 for the Frenchman. Further goals from Philippe Senderos, Robert Pires, Gilberto and Alexander Klebs' first goal for the club gave Highbury one more magic moment in that its farewell season. We'll have another history lesson for you next week, but now time to look ahead to the return of the Premier League and a visit to Swansea City with Adrian Clark. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark.
Well, joining us at the chalkboard, as he always does, is the brilliant Adrian Clark. Clarky, how you doing, pal? I'm all right, Russ. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, life's good. Braving the uh, tube strike just about then. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm currently stuck at Emirates Stadium and contemplating my next move. I think I'm going to have to get a bus or a taxi. We'll get there. We'll get there at some stage, my friend. Hopefully you'll get home before we cross in another week. Anyway, uh, the question on the chalkboard this week, with the transfer window now open, give us, please, one realistic transfer target you'd like Arsenal to go for to help their title challenge. <laughs> That's a really tough one because... I genuinely don't think that Arsene Wenger's in the market for anybody. I just I just get the feeling that he's happy with his squad and that he thinks it, it's strong enough to see the team through. Um, it looks like we're going to be signing the, the young left-back from, uh, from Hinsford in non-league, which is great, but that's obviously more of a long-term long-term move I guess with the shortcomings in central midfield at the moment then maybe Arsene Wenger will be looking to, to bring in somebody in that position but hand on heart I just I just don't see any big name newcomers joining the squad this month sorry mate OK no, no problem honest chalkboard assessment which is absolutely fine it's why we have you on now, Adrian, what a title race we potentially have developing. I wonder if it's now a six-way one again, obviously with Chelsea losing out to Spurs, Man United in fine form, and the other chief protagonists who've been there or thereabouts pretty much the whole way through. Definitely a six-horse race. It really is, yeah. I, there was a point about a month ago where I thought, you know what, it could be a three-horse race. I, I thought City were faltering and, and Arsenal were looking strong. I thought Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, but no, I mean, Tottenham, Tottenham are in great form. Manchester United are absolutely flying at the moment. Um, City, you can't rule out. They're very hit or miss. So no, it is a straight six-team shootout. Clearly Chelsea are the favourites, given their position. But no, I think this season is going to boil down to the games between all of the top six, um, which might worry Arsenal fans because sometimes in against the, the closest rivals, struggled in recent seasons. Um but hopefully lessons have been learned and, and that they can, you know, win these reverse fixtures. And if they do win these reverse fixtures, they're in a great shot. Even though they're fifth at the moment, there's very little in it. It's, it's certainly not time to be writing Arsenal off for winning the title. So Swansea next up, and that's of course our other major focus when you join us. The next big game, the next weekend, and my goodness, what a time it's been in South Wales. Uh, Guidlin out, Bradley in, Bradley out, Curtis in <laughs> temporarily, Curtis out, Paul Clement in. Yeah, it's been well, it's been a nightmare, hasn't it, for Swansea City? They're having a, a shocking season. They've had a rotten, rotten run for quite a while now. I think since they got rid of Gary Monk, really, it's gone a bit pear shaped could never understand why why they let him go he's a club legend and he's doing a good job for them but yeah they've you know they've lost they've changed, keep changing managers they've lost their identity which was always the you know possession side they used to pass it around quite beautifully and I think crucially of all they lost their skipper Ashley Williams the moment they sold him to Everton you looked at the the other defenders they had at their disposal and they, they're just not in the same league not just in terms of, of skill and technique but with leadership qualities as well so that's been the big issue for them and they've been horrendous at the back this season so um, yeah that bodes well ahead of this game 
I watched them actually live covering their game against Crystal Palace, which they actually won the other Mm. midweek, where we had that weird combination of of Curtis in charge on the dugout and then Clement joining him for the second half and them colluding with a pair of subs that set up the winning goal, which was was fascinating. I actually thought Alfie Mawson, the young centre-half, had a very good game that day, but apparently he doesn't always. So how Clement instils his own doctrine in some of those players who are there will be fascinating for me. Well, he has to, because... Has been a mess, like you say. That was a really good result, and Alfie Mawson has come in, and he's maybe been the most impressive centre half. I've got to be honest; uh, he's not up against stiff competition. You know, the other the other guys, Van der Horn, Fernandez, and Matt, they've, they've mm. really struggled. And I think it was Fernandez and the Matt played here at Emirates Stadium in the three-two win for Arsenal, and they were awful. So I think that is, that is still an area you can get at them. I mean, the stats are pretty alarming that they've conceded 42 goals inside the penalty box this season alone uh, which is the highest of anyone and they've got the worst goals against record since that, that derby side that got relegated with just one win almost a decade ago so so look it's not looking great for them Paul Clement is going to have to have a few double sessions on the training ground maybe a few treble sessions as well because there's a lot of work to do and there's quality experience, isn't there, in terms of some of the, the midfielders and the attackers. Someone like Fernando Lorente has done it over his over his career in Spain. Leroy Fur, the Dutchman, is a bit of an untapped talent in many ways for me still, but he's, he's clearly got the raw nuts and bolts. There's stuff for Clement to work with, isn't there? Yeah, I, I don't think they've got the worst squad in the league. No, nowhere near, actually. I, I, although I, I've been you know, uh, slamming their defence, I actually think in the midfield and forward areas, They've got plenty enough talent. And, and to be honest, they have scored goals this season. Lorente is a massive threat in the air. We know that. Stick the ball in the box. He's, he's got the ability to, to cause major problems. So Arsenal need to be careful of that. Um, Leroy Fair is having a decent season in terms of scoring. He's breaking into the box really nicely. And, and you, you didn't mention Gilfie Sigerson. He he's, a, he's obviously a dead ball master. We know that. But he's also been a thorn in Arsenal's side in recent years whether it's scoring goals or making them. So we know all about him and it's, it's vital that they don't take him lightly in this game. Um, and when I think back to that that 3-2 victory, it was you know interesting game. Arsenal always looked dangerous. Mo Barrow, he had an absolute blinder. Any Arsenal fan that was at Emirates that day will remember it. He gave Nacho Monreal a torrid time down the flank. He, he's pretty much been rubbish ever since. So, be interesting <laughs> to see if he plays and if he does, uh, whether he can reproduce that magic. Because, because on that particular afternoon, he was red hot. So, a couple of normal questions to finish off this part of our chat in a sentence. What is your key head-to-head battleground? Oh, I think. Well, I'm really looking forward to getting Mesut Ozil back in the team, and given the fact that he's fit and well now, I do expect him to start this game. Now, he's had a nice little rest, so. I guess you're talking about Jack Cork being his direct opponent. Um, he's a he's a player that I, I thought would really come to the fore in the, in the last season or two. Hasn't quite happened for him, um, but he's he's not a bad player and he's got potential. Jack Cork, so he's head to head with Meza Erzul could be a defining one. And also in a sentence, Adrian Clark, how do you beat Swansea City? Well, I think you beat Swansea City by making runs into the penalty box. As I've explained, they're the worst side in the division at dealing with players inside the box. You've got to get your ch- you've got to, you've got to put balls into the area, and and some of their marking is very very questionable. I think if Arsenal play the way they can and do what I've just said, they'll win this game and they'll probably score 
two or three goals at least. And Clarkie, when can we hear you in terms of uh, your latest output for the club? Well, the breakdown will be out um, on Monday afternoon or evening and I'm back on the match day show for the Swansea game. Fantastic stuff. Hold that thought because it's been on hiatus for a fortnight. High time we brought back the Arsenal Weekly Podcast editor Liam Roberts for the return 2017 of our ongoing prediction competition. Liam. Well, Happy New Year, guys. It's, uh, it's good to be back. Happy New yeah. Year, mate. Belatedly yeah, so. Happy New Year, mate. So, um, so yeah, I'll give you a bit of time off to, uh, to, to recharge the batteries. We're into the business end of the season now. Um, current score stands at 14 to 12 in Clarkie's favour. So, Rush, you've got it all to do. Clarkie, who behind. didn't lead all 2016 until the very final play of the year. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're playing catch-up, mate. How are you gonna re- I want to know how you're going to respond to this. With gusto and feist and energy. Fighting talk, <laughs> I like it. So, um, I thought we'd ease you back into it this week. We'll go with a nice easy one. I want to know what the score prediction will be for Arsenal versus Swansea. Oh, and right. who's first up? Um, I can't remember. So, um, <laughs> shall we go? No, I, let's go with because you're behind now, Russ. We'll let you go first. Oh, okay. Kicking a man while he's down. Fair enough. I am going to go Arsenal winning by three goals to one. Three one, right? Um, yeah, I fancy us to score. I do. Can we keep a clean sheet? Oh, I think I think it's about time. Yeah, the the, the team kept, kept a clean sheet on the road, so I'm going to go Swansea because they've, they've been awful, haven't they lately? Um, let's be honest. I'm going to go Swansea nil, Arsenal four. I'm going okay. Hope you're right in one sense, not in another. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much, Clarky. Brilliant thoughts as ever on the chalkboard. And Liam, good to have you back on board. And uh, chaps, we'll speak to you very soon. Cheers, guys. Well, that's just about full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Lauren Koscielny, to Max Jones and to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. Don't forget you can subscribe on iTunes, leaving us a five-star review in the process. You can catch us on Acast these days as well, so you've got no excuse to ever miss another episode. We're back on Monday the 16th of January, and until then, it's bye for now. And come on, you gunners. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. 
Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. So you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.